Great date guy. My name is Rob Wong. And I am Scott Pagliaccio. What's going on? Yo. Um, so Scott just brought up that I was mispronouncing his name for like the last five podcasts, and they're all apparently different pronunciations. That is correct, Rob. It is my last name is Pagliaccio. The the uh, G is silent like the M and Fish. <laughs> uh, it took a while to wrap my head around that but glad glad we got that straightened out and uh, uh apologies for that and and i'm super excited for today's episode uh we're gonna do a little breakdown on money problems money mindset uh been covering off a lot on dating lately and uh finally swinging it back around so um I think I think I want to start it off with like, hey, what are what are your beliefs about money? And maybe in maybe we could talk about like our least helpful beliefs about money first, and kind of go from there. See if any of you resonate. Those of you who are listening right now, look for yourselves inside of this. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I I think one of the most common is uh, I'm you know, and this is something that I've heard all of my like, money doesn't grow on trees, um, you know we're not rich. Um, this was one of my favorites that my father would always say to me. He, he would say, when my ship comes in, I'll be at the airport. And that I, I, it's funny, but it's also one of those things that, you know, stuck with me for a long time. Like it's like, we're unlucky. Like mm. when that, when that big pile of cash rolls in, I'll be, somewhere else man so those are three of the the ones that the top ones that stick out for me um i'm curious about you rob like what 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 was your uh what were some of the ones for you growing up dude yeah those those kind of resonate because they're they're of the same tone as what i grew up with as like i feel sort of successful now when it comes to the money but growing up my family was like really fucking poor um like my dad when he was a kid used to like find hornets nests and knock them down and then grab the nest and run from the hornets so that he could eat the grubs with his friends like it was just like they were fucking poor man like they just didn't have any food wow. uh yeah um and so i i think i inherited some of those some of those beliefs some of those mindsets and one of them was like hey money is uh is dangerous to have mm -hmm. and if you have money it's going to put a target on your back. Um, and so I, I guess the, the and I, I want to tie this in because it's like, okay, yeah, you know, you have some thoughts about money. How does that affect your life? Um, and the thing is, like, if you play out these mindsets, like if, if I operate through life with a fear about what happens if I get a certain amount of money, you can kind of see that like I'm dragging this weight behind me. Like I'm having to fight through this fear every single time I earn more. Oh, what if someone takes it away from me? Every time I make a decision about money, what if I lose it? Um, and so it might not stop you from accumulating money, but it sure as hell doesn't make keeping money or earning money easy. Um, and I guess I want to leave the floor open there, man, in case any thoughts had popped up for you. Man, I'm, uh, what pops up for me is just like, like just spending it as fast as it comes in. Like that's been my MO for the longest time, like not saving just, yeah, spending it, enjoying it. Like 
as it comes in, you know, yeah, just goes right back out. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what's most in the forefront of my mind. Like I, I don't really have this huge concern. I mean, there is, and I think it's because of my conditioning. Like I, I don't know. I don't really require a lot. I, I don't feel like mm, I'm super concerned with the future. Like I hear all this stuff, you know, Oh, you got to have this and that and millions. And I understand compounding interest and how the rich get rich. I've read enough books to get that. And then there's also a limiting self-belief inside my head. That's like, it's, it's too late to get started. It really, why start now? Is it really going to make that much of a difference? I'm going to die. And, you know, I'm not taking any of it with me. Like I'm, I, I could care less if I leave. I don't want to leave my kids a dime. I, I, that isn't why I was born is to take care of them. They need to find their own way the same way I do. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't have any regrets leaving them with nothing because what I left, what I put into them is far greater than what I'll leave them with. So I, and I look at people who are rich and, you know, that give their children everything and they don't have to work for it, man. And, uh, I think they end up pretty fucked up. Um, so finding your way earning and listen, I want to instill, you know, some, um, some things into my children and uh, all ultimately they have to find their own way, man. Like I found that, yeah, it's kind of, uh, just like I did, I had to find my own way, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I don't know if that if that makes sense or I don't know. I'm right now. I'm in this. I don't give a fuck phase. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, I don't. Like, what, what, I, what comes I to have, mind? What, what, what comes to mind is something that I heard from a friend, uh, which I, I imagine you might resonate with. Um, she's been like a nomad her entire life. Actually, she was uh, on one of the podcasts we did earlier. Uh, live. Um, and she was saying how like planning tends to come from a place of fear. Like, Mm. it's like, yo, we can stockpile money, like the same way that we plan about the future, like what's going to happen, what comes next. We want the plan, but it's like kind of a security blanket. And Mm. for a lot of people, I think, I think that neediness, that fear around money and what happens when you don't have money uh tends to be something that gets in the way of earning more like mm. like if i had like a hundred thousand dollar contract on the table in front of me right now there there's this idea like and, and you want to look if you're listening right now you want to look to see like hey what do i make that mean if i get it what does that mean about me what does that mean about my family my lifestyle what does it mean about me if i don't get it and those are all the things that are in the way in general between mm. people and achieving crazy financial success. It's the need and the desire to have whatever that money represents. And if that's not addressed, uh, it makes it really fucking hard to get it. Because if I show up to that meeting all hungry and thirsty, like I desperately need that 100K, who's going to hire me? Who's going to believe right. that I'm capable of doing my job? Like, oh, this person like needs to pay the bills. He, he can't. He can't afford to put that price tag out into the world. 
Um, so I like that you brought that up that uh, that particular subject. I, I think that there is some validity to the idea that like, hey, um, that's okay. I'm not worried about the future. I'm not super concerned about money. Like, ultimately, I feel like money is kind of more of a means to an end. How do you want to feel? And if money, if what you're doing with money doesn't allow you to feel that way, then it's time to change it up. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. I, and I'm I'm noticing that. Yeah, that, I mean that does. It makes a ton of sense. Like, how did how do you want the money to make you? You know, how do you want to feel? I like that. Like, what kind of experiences do you want to have? And yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I noticed that a lot of times when I talk to people, it's like, hey, I got to launch that new business. Hey, it would be really nice if I won the lottery. Hey, if I doubled my income, uh, then I would be happy. Then I would take the vacation, go mm. on the trip. Then I would take the risk. Then I would ask out the girl. Then I would start mm. living my life. Yeah. And, and No, go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, no, no, no worries, man. I. I think I think the thing that I've seen again and again is yo know, like people have gotten rich around me and then I watch them as their lives fucking fall apart because what they've been trying to escape this entire time with that money and success is themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and go ahead. No, go ahead. Keep no no, you keep going man. Like I'm this is a this is a really uh, touchy subject for me like this and you know we were talking about business before these are two things that I don't have a lot of awareness around. You want to, you know, this, so it feels really uncomfortable for me. And I feel like this anger coming up and I feel this frustration coming up and I feel like there's nothing in my head mm. for, I don't know how to respond or, but when you said, I'll wait until that day to start living my life, that really landed for me because what I noticed for me is I tend to live my life in the moment and it isn't my inner state is not determined by anything outside of me like if i had more money i wouldn't be happier i'm pretty fucking happy now and i go through phases um and as far as like women are concerned i've met some pretty powerful women and i you know didn't have a ton um and it didn't stop me like it didn't stop me for powerfully asking for what I wanted. So that was like a big takeaway for me. This is a really vulnerable, scary place for me to be in. Cause I, I don't have a lot of competency here, man. And I just want to own that to the listener. Like I, I don't understand money um, because I haven't spent a lot of time and energy trying to understand it. I've read a few books and like I said, not a whole lot comes up for me around this topic. So I feel, you know, I feel stupid. You know, which is just something I'm making up about myself, you know, um, but I think owning it here and saying, hey, I'm raising my hand. Actually, I have something to learn here. Like, I think my response to fuck it, I don't care, comes from uh, an angry place. You know, mm. like I would, of course, I would like to have more money. Of course, I would. I would like to be able to do and create more experiences and, and create, you know, these really. um high functioning emotions for sure so i just wanted to throw that in there man and just own it like hey this is where i'm at and Dude, yeah i want to learn 
Yeah, the fucking courage, man. Good on you. Um, I mean, I feel like I have a similar thing coming up when I like have to read a book or whatever that someone recommends to me. It's like, I really don't want to and I get upset that I have to and it's like a chore and I all of a sudden I'm interested in other things. And I, I think that part of it, I'm curious how it feels for you. I think that part of it is like when we're in a relatively good place, um, I think that means that we have a, a stable concept of self. Like I know who I am. I know my values and beliefs. And if I ingest a new idea, it might be fucking up my inner peace. It might make me unhappy to learn this thing. And it might hurt a lot to learn this thing. So I'm going to resist it. And that, I think that's a natural response. But man, it's it's frustrating having it come up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Get me in the gym, dude. You can't, you can't fuck with me. It's, there's nothing uncomfortable. And I, I'll do anything. The, the most uncomfortable thing, I have no hesitancy around it. But when, like you said, when it comes to something like this, that's super uncomfortable. Yeah, man, there is a lot of resistance to it, which I think is part of the, you know, part of the pr problem for me. Because I feel like a little five-year-old bratty kid stomping my feet. <laughs> I don't want to learn about this. You know, it, so I don't. You know, I don't feel like a super powerful dude in certain areas of my life. And that's where my work is, right? Like my strength is in my weaknesses. So finding my way it, a little bit, you know, getting a little bit over time. Like, I think that's another thing is for the listeners, maybe they're over here. There's some overwhelm because I feel like I'm so far behind and I have so far to go and so much to learn then rather than doing it, I have this mindset of like, yeah, fuck it. I'll, you know, yeah, I'm not even going to bother. And I know that that creates more um, dis-ease inside of me as well. Because I know there's a part of me that's like, I know I should be, you know, I not shooting on myself. I feel like it would benefit my life, my kids' lives, and the lives of the people around me if I were to gain some competency around this and um you know definitely model this to my children and, and to other people it's only going to enhance my life it's not going to take away anything um yeah but again it come there's a, like a fear response and it's yeah 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 i mean this resonates over here man i, I had a similar thing come up for dating multiple times where like it like like what you're doing right now it involves humbling myself to the fact that like Man, I really don't know shit about this. Like, I'm really bad at this one or specific arena. It might not be all of finance. It might not be all of dating. Right. But like, whoa, I suck. And let me, <laughs> let me, let me figure out what there is for me to catch up a little bit. Um, but I mean, I, I think I think it's also important to mention that like, like past seventy five thousand dollars a year or something like that. People, this research has been showing that like making more money doesn't actually do shit for happiness. Like it's just people are pretty good at that point. And if you make more money, it's just like whatever. And they've they've even done happiness research on this. Apparently, happiness is fifty percent genetic. Forty percent is how you think about things, and then ten percent is like how you look, where you live, what you do for your job, how much you earn. It's almost irrelevant. Is like mm. a 10th of the pie. And so I think that people like, if it feels like more than a 10th of the pie when it comes to your happiness, like this is the conversation to be having. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and I just read a book um, by Jay Shetty. It was really good. He was the guy that went, went and lived with monks for three years, man. And it, what, 
really landed for me, you know, if, if I was to make more, I, I mean, I always felt great giving it away. Like I, it feels great to earn money, but it always felt better to me to give it away. Like I remember when my kids were really little, I started a homeless outreach program and, and I just remember, like, I felt like I was so blessed and I had so much and I, I wasn't making a ton of money, but I was able to give. And when I gave, like, that was like the premise of the story at the very end. That's what he talked about. Like, I'm sure this guy is making a shit ton of money, but his whole thing is about you know, giving back his, you know, I'm sure he <laughs> because is, filthy he's, rich. Yeah. yeah, he's filthy rich. And I, 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 I know that I'm, I know that he's giving as much as, you know, he receives. And I think once you get to a point, you know, when you're able to give at that level, like it just compounds, man, like it, because you're receiving so much, you're, you're doing the, the work in the world that you want to be doing. You're impacting lives and you're giving. And I think it's, it's just, it, it's like a snowball rolling downhill. It just, the more you give, the more you receive. I think that's been my experience is the giving or the receiving is in the giving actually. Like that's, that's been my understanding. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I just, dude. Yeah. 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 I've, I've been doing a lot of reading on this lately. Cause I just recently took like this happiness test that they had at the UPenn website and I'm like fucking bottom 10th percentile, dude, 90% of people are happier than me. And so like, yeah, this is like, it's what the funny. fuck? First of all, <laughs> yeah, but, what are they doing that you're not? That's what I'm curious. About. Yeah. I mean, so, so, um, the reason why I bring this up is because like, as part of what I'm having to learn and take on, it's like positive psychology. How do you, how do you find happiness and how, how's this related to money? Um, they talk about exactly what you're talking about, what Jay Shetty's talking about. That guy is so rich. Um, yeah. it, it almost, I almost want to write him off because he has so much money, but I, I also instinctively know that it doesn't link with happiness. But what they were saying is, yeah, um, one of the ways to start cultivating a happier lifestyle, one of the ways you can start influencing that 40% that you have control over is you do go out and give. And I think there's like a lot of research done on this as well, like at a certain level of wealth, like you were saying, people will turn around and realize like, oh shit, you know, I've already got more than enough. I can provide for me and mine and my extended family, still have money left over. And wait, hold on. I'm still not fulfilled. Mm. I can do all mm. of this stuff and I'm still not happy. Yeah. And that's when they begin to give. And that's what actually makes the difference. Yep. And that was, that's the biggest takeaway I got from that book was here are these monks with absolutely nothing but like a bagging bowl in some, like a, a robe in some sandals. And all they did was they would, I mean, they just went around and it sounded, it sounds so appealing to me. They, they would go to schools in uh, Mumbai and, and serve uh, food to children. And I mean, stuff like that. And they, they actually did scans of these monks brains. And it, I think it was from the meditation, you know, and they're not really as connected as we are in mo in modernity. And then also the service. And I think that was his big takeaway too, is like, he had he had virtually nothing and all they did was go out and serve and that was the basis of their happiness was just selfless service to others and I, that just keeps ringing true and that has been my experience 
when I started that homeless outreach program, mm. it was, you know, it, it was the most life-changing, profound experience for me and, and my family at the time. And I can recall it was definitely one of the happiest moments in my life. And I've continued to do that maybe at a smaller level, but when I'm out and about and I see somebody who's, you know, not all the time, but as often as I can remember, because I notice when I'm in the shit and I feel awful about myself, it's because I'm only focusing on me and my problems. Mm -hmm. But when I, when I can awaken to listen, man, I'm not the only one in the world out of 9 billion or 8 billion people that's experiencing this. So when I awaken to that and then I can, you know, share and send love and happiness to other people, it, I feel amazing, man. There's no differentiation between self and other for me in those moments. It's just pure being it's oneness with the entire universe. And I, I want to tie this back to like the topic at hand, because I think this yeah. is, this is all really important. And you, if you're listening right now, you might be like, how is this relevant to money? They've gone off on this weird tent. Okay. So the relevance, <laughs> <laughs> the relevance to money is that you want to look for why you're trying to get to a certain level of wealth. And if it is happiness, if part of your brain is convinced that it's happiness and, and you look and like logically, you know that that's not true, but emotionally you see yourself reacting that way. Oh, I just lost a thousand dollars in the stock market. I'm unhappy. Oh, I just gained a thousand dollars today. I'm happy. If that's there for you, then the emotional part of your brain believes that money is the solution to your happiness problem. Mm. And it's in learning to cultivate that happiness, that emotion for yourself through the stuff that Scott is talking about, through non-attachment, right? The, the fewer things you earn, generally the happier you are. It's kind of ironic and weird, but that's how it goes. Fewer things yeah. could hurt you, right? You're not, you're not committed to a certain outcome. Um, but as you build up that skill set of, I can provide for myself in terms of making myself feel good, mm. then you stand to gain whatever money advantage you want because it doesn't matter to you how much money is on the table. You're good, right? Mm. You'll only take the job if it works for you. You're complete without it. And that was the same kind of mindset that I used when I was gunning for a TEDx talk. At first, it was like, oh, I fucking need this. I need this in order. To, I'll, I'll be famous afterwards. People will come and find me. I'll have so much work. It'll increase my reputation. And I had to let go of all of that shit because if I came in and did an interview, if I uh, just practiced my test speech in front of them from needing to have that fame, mm. needing to have more clients or money, it would be like this weird, greasy, manipulative vibe, totally inauthentic. So I had to set that aside and find the other thing that I, what is the message that I really want to say? The same thing can be applied to wealth. Wow, man, that was powerful. Yeah. You you don't need anything. You are already whole and complete. Everything you desire, you already possess. If you cannot be happy in this moment, you will not be happy in the next moment. So there is no then happiness then. There's only happiness right now with or without money. You're good. Your happiness is a habit energy that's generated from within us. My That's my experience. And if I can't generate happiness without it, then I can't generate it with, with it. Like you were saying, because I get that thing that does not, that thing outside of me does not cause me happiness mm. or it might for a short period of time, 
But then, like you said, you're so attached to that. And when it goes away, because everything does in this, in this incarnation, things in the, in the world are constantly coming and going. And the more we're attached, like you said, the more you're going to suffer. So with the TEDx talk and with, you know, all those things you said that you wanted or needed, you know, you let go of that. You had, you weren't attached to it and you did it for the experience and for how you, I'm, this is what I'm assuming. These are not your words. You did it for the experience and what it would feel like going through the process and through that process. I'm assuming there were a lot of different emotions, but I'm guessing happiness was one of them because if you hinged your happiness on getting, you know, accolades and all these other things, you didn't get them. That means you couldn't be happy. And what I'm getting is, not being attached to those outcomes created happiness. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's the there's a quote from Gary Vee that I really like. Um, I don't I don't follow him extensively, but from what I've seen, this is this is, this is something I really agree with. Yeah, I like that dude. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's pretty wise uh, for someone that hyper. He's pretty wise, and like, I don't know why I just assumed that like calm, chill people are enlightened, but that dude is spastic as fuck. But like he's 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 got some wisdom. <laughs> yeah, and, he does. <laughs> and and the thing that he says that I really like is like you know your only goal, if you're creating content, if you're going out in front of people, your only goal is hey, did I speak my truth or not? Mm. Yeah, and if you I did, then you've succeeded. And it was a meditation in remembering that and coming back to it over and over again. Am I speaking what's true for me? Um, and that's how I got the talk. But I, I think that this also um, connects to something else that you were saying around attachment. Uh, I'm trying to piece together the thread in my head. I think it was, it felt brilliant at the time, but I feel like I've lost grip of it. And it was, yeah, no, it's completely but, gone. So my bad. Whatever you desire, you already possess. <laughs> what? A, yeah. Oh. Cool. Well, yeah, I had it, then it went away again. Um, but it, it, was, <laughs> it was like so. The, I need you to remember that, so I feel important. That you be happy, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I, it did feel important. I th I think it was um. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay, so I, I've been doing some research on uh, attaining like an enlightenment state. Like, how do you how do you reach that sense of fulfillment that continues with you for the rest of your fucking life? That's something I want. And part of part of what I'm getting out of this because I've interviewed thousands of people who've gotten into that state is that they learn to disable the part of them that's always seeking out problems to solve. Uh, that's really rewarding for our brains to, to even find a problem and to begin trying to fix it, to find the solutions, to test things out. That's almost an addictive process. And so sure. I've, I've noticed that my brain will find problems even when there aren't any problems. And then it becomes a problem when I haven't found a problem, <laughs> like during therapy. I have nothing to yeah. say. Panic. It's time to panic. No, it's not. You don't have any problems. Therapy is working. Yep. And, and to, to your point, what you were saying earlier even if you level up, you become a millionaire or a billionaire or a trillionaire. If you haven't learned to disable that problem seeking part of your brain, it's going to find new problems for you. And that's yeah. the reason why we're having this podcast, this particular talk. Yeah, that's brilliant, man. And uh, yeah, I like that. Look for things that are going right. That like when I, th I think we talked about this before, like 
And I don't know if this is ties into, it feels like it does. Like if we're always looking for problems, not that problem solving is bad or wrong, because if you're in business for yourself, you're going to have to, that's basically all you're doing. But I feel like looking for, for me, when I look for what's going right in my life, it creates more happiness for me. Rather problems feel heavy and like, not that you can't be happy solving problems. You absolutely can. I guess maybe it's finding, I, I think I'll, I'll relate it to my children. When I found them doing, you know, I, I would constantly find them doing things wrong. And then when I shifted to finding, instead of that, finding them doing things right, like the connection was better. So I don't know if that makes sense, uh, you know, for you guys that are listening. Um, it just feels lighter inside of me when I'm looking for the things that are going right in my life. Is, is that kind of tie into what you're talking about or am I way off base? No, man, I, I love I love that you brought that up. Um, that's an important point, too. It's not that you stop solving problems entirely or like you just willfully look away when you've got leprosy on your arm or like you're just <laughs> bleeding out like it's fine. <laughs> I'm good. Hey, <laughs> at least my arm is still attached to my shoulder. That's a good way. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, but it, it is, it is knowing how to turn that voice off or how to calm that voice down in the moment. So like, Hey, is this relevant or not right now? Do I need to be freaking out and finding a problem or am I just making this up? I'm creating drama because my brain wants drama or something to be excited about. And when we notice those moments, learning how to set that aside and just being chill, like there's nothing to solve. For the most part, we live in such a protected society. Like it's so safe. It's so civilized. Like w there's no reason for us to be at the degree of like obsession and pain that we're at. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. I absolutely agree. I'm glad you said that. Like it just, Hearing you say that actually creates a bunch of space inside of me where I'm like, oh, when I heard that and took it in, I'm like, I just breathe. I breathed out. Like, I, I, I feel like I take this thing called life so seriously. And there's I don't put enough laughter in. in it, this is comedy, man. This is like a, a comedy. It's so hilarious, you know, and like hearing you say that was like, oh, yeah, just relax and enjoy it, man. And just not be so like we're so comfortable like i don't want or need for anything i'm i'm pretty good man um there's always that part of me that strives for more and i feel like relaxing into that like yeah i want more money and yeah it, you know it and it's only you know not so i can hoard it i really do believe that it's to share it with other people so the more that I have, the more that I would give. So, yeah, I just want to relax into that and, and, and take that into me. And that was just a great point, Rob. I really, I think the listener should rewind that, listen to it again and, and again and again and again. It's like, there was a lot of gold there. It was for me, really helped. And I'm also noticing the time. And uh, I don't know if you want to wrap it up. I, yeah, yeah, I let's... Gotta, uh... I got an appointment I got to get to in about 20 minutes. Man. But we had some we had some uh we had some technical difficulties and uh, 
you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, let's let's go ahead and close it out then. I think what I want to leave uh, you, the listener, with is a quick synopsis. Um, money mindset is important. Uh, how you, and you determine what your money mindset is by what your brain does when you gain or lose money. Um, if there's something there that causes you pain, a lot of times it's because we want that money to do something for us. And most of us, most of us have this unconscious pull to associate money with happiness. So if you want to be really good with money, if you want to have freedom around money and have the maximum possible opportunity around money, ironically, what you need to do is find find a way to make yourself happy without that money. Um, and you can do that through meditation, through giving, which is again, kind of ironic, um, through monitoring your own thoughts and learning to soothe your own emotions, hiring Scott. Scott is a very competent coach. And I think he's got some promotion going on right now for the holidays. Um, yeah, I've raised my rates. I've raised my <laughs> rates for the holidays because you know what? You want to go spend your money on stupid fucking shit that, that is, is going to make you more depressed, more broke. Your wife doesn't need another Gucci bag because I look at everybody, all these coaches out there, they're, they're slashing their prices. They're crazy. Larry, crazy Sally. I'm slashing my prices bargain basement. So you know what I did? The opposite. I'm raising my rates. You want to, you want to get a big result. You got to put some skin in the game. So uh, come on. <laughs> uh, sorry. I didn't know that was happening. And yeah, so surprise, the rates are higher than before. And I'm guessing that it's still a bargain um, compared to spending on other things. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anything you want to close this out with, man? I loved what you said. Uh, I also like the part for me, like really raising your hand, being vulnerable and say, hey, I've got something to learn here around money or whatever it is, relationships it's ultimately the relationship that I have with myself that determines how I relate to money, sex, uh, people, family, all those things. And if you keep avoiding, you know, growing in that area, it's going to create more disharmony, more unhappiness. So raising your hand saying, Hey, I've got something to learn here and taking a small action step, like for instance, picking up a book, watching a YouTube video, you know, something simple. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and you have to transform your life in one moment, but moment by moment by moment, taking small action steps over time will help you to get traction around changing that relationship to money that you have and hiring somebody like Rob, because I've seen his bake statements. He's posted them online. <laughs> Hire this brother because he's doing, he's doing it right. I'm hiring him. Because I need, you know, I want to grow as a coach and as a human being and coaches have coaches and I trust Rob that, you know, he can help me and it's worth it to put some skin in the game and ask for help and then grow there and uh, create more happiness in your life. So that's what I'd like to leave the listener with. Shit. Wasn't expecting that. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. All right, so we're going to close it out with that. Remember, be in action. That's the most important part. Get those experiences, walk those paths. And if you have any questions, hop on over to greatdateguy.com. You can address your message straight to me or Scott, uh, whichever best suits you. And of course, I love you. We'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. And remember, there is no way to happiness because happiness is the way. You're a human being. Be happy. 
Boom. Peace. Peace.